This episode of News Dump is brought to you by Purple and by Stamps.com. Something terrible must be happening somewhere because we've got a brand new, very public entry into the culture war for the first month of 2022. It's been a while since we've seen a major brand announce something so universally mocked from all sides, triggering everyone into nonsensical, pointless arguments for an extended period of time while the world continues to burn. Remember when they took the mister out of Potato Head? I'm still not over that. Or when that grown man, grown adult, wrote a scathing article about how Disney World was now too woke for him to enjoy anymore. They took away the whore auction. Yeah. What are we? How am I, I supposed to enjoy this ride? I need my whores. Yeah, well, buckle up, because M&M's candy is de-sexifying their delicious treats while also attempting to stop bullying in its tracks by having their anthropomorphic chocolate characters treat each other's, uh, well, treat other pieces of candy with more respect. This is just what we need. Yes. And you know... M&M's, they're delicious, but can't help feeling a little bit guilty every time I eat them. It's like, this candy's just not inclusive enough. Yes. I don't feel included. <laughs> yeah. Where's the, where's the M&M that's like exactly like me? <laughs> uh, so yeah, folks, the green M&M, she's no longer, as Rolling Stone puts it, a nasty little slut. Mm -hmm. And the brown M&M is getting a reduction in the length of her heels. To add on to all of that, the sassy, typically grumpy red M&M the anxiety-ridden orange m and I don't know, it seems like the psychiatrists down at the candy factory have finally figured out the correct dosage for their medications because they are now functioning members of this delicious society of little pieces of candy that we put in our mouths and eat. Yep. Yes, you heard it right. The entire family of M&M characters have been adjusted to fit into our more dynamic, progressive world, as the Mars Candy Company puts it. So why? Why this change? Why address any of this at all? Did anyone even remember how goddamn sexy and enticing that green M&M was before today? Because I kind of forgot. Yeah. Now I'm horny with nowhere to direct this energy. Uh, based on this new information, I'm led to believe that we were dealing with a mussy back then. That thing had a mussy. Yeah. Yeah. As the urban legend goes, green M&Ms make people irrationally horny. So obviously the mascot for that color of M&M would have to represent sexuality in the most blatant way possible. Yeah. Americans want to fuck this little piece of candy, and who are we to stand in their way? Yeah. Now, as for the other most famous characters from the group of M&Ms, the yellow and red characters, they were just a completely standard pairing that has worked effortlessly in comedy throughout decades of film, television, and commercial production. Yeah. One of them is angry all the time. Ah, jeez, what the hell, man? And one is just an idiot. And it works. And a big dumb idiot. <laughs> But times they are a changing, and if we focus too much on the actual potential for World War III that's currently developing over in Ukraine, we'll fall even deeper down into the rabbit hole of depression. So why not argue about talking candy instead? Yeah, that's better. This is, after all, just a blatant demonstration of the absolute confusion that executives have when trying to market anything towards Generation Z, a generation that has so much working against it that it doesn't have time for boomer candy companies or their products. They tried way too hard with it. They should have just given all of the M&M's depression. Yes. And made them like sad post. Yeah, they're all just like white and gray, different yeah. grayscale stuff. Go ahead, just eat me. <laughs> I don't want to live. Uh, and look, it's not that inclusivity, diversity, or characters that better represent our evolution as society are bad. It just seems like it rings a little hollow when it's a candy company that thinks giving the green ones sneakers instead of boots is empowering enough to sell more candy to a market that was in their heads, holding out for this very gesture. First they take away Lola Bunny's big old fucking milkers, and now, <laughs> green M&M, 
Wearing sneakers, can't see those gams. But that was like a Berenstain Bears thing because yeah. uh, that it was. was like fan art that got, yeah. that like got etched into people's minds yeah, as that, what they remembered as They the remembered character. the Rule 34 porn as if it was like actually the original content. It was more famous than the actual character. But yeah. uh, anyways, here's CBS News with more on this very important story. Yeah, this is very important stuff, guys. Mm-hmm. Listen up. M&M's iconic characters, six different colored lentils, what? Okay. Each with their own personality, have gotten a modern makeover for a more dynamic, progressive world, Mars said Thursday. The redesign is focused on creating a sense of belonging and community, as well as spotlighting the characters' personalities rather than their gender. (laughs) The most notable changes include the green M&M's redesign, which will exchange the white-heeled go-go boots she was given in 1997 for cool laid-back sneakers to reflect her effortless confidence. Mars had received criticism for the green M&M's sexy characterization. (laughs) By the way, the link that's on the CBS article about the uh, Mars receiving criticism for this was a article from the Wall Street Journal from 1997. Okay. You know, people are really criticizing this. The Wall Street Journal in 97. One of these days, these Zoomers, they're going to find out about the green M&M. They're going to cancel us. we got to get out ahead of this right now. Now it continues. The green M&M will also be better represented to reflect confidence and empowerment as a strong female and known for much more than her boots. <laughs> uh, the orange M&M, who has an anxious personality, will embrace his true self, worries and all. But the orange M&M's shoelaces will now be tied to represent his cautious nature. According to Mars, the orange M&M is one of the most relatable characters with Gen <laughs> Z, which is the most anxious generation. Jesus. The red M&M, who has shown bully tendencies in the past, will be more kind to his co-characters. Mars will also include imagery of M&Ms of all shapes and sizes. Moving away from only one... They're fucking m and They're not... They, they don't have human bodies. They're barely anthropomorphic. They're just a big head with arms and legs. That's without even mentioning the fact that their sizes of their bodies are supposed to accurately show you what you're eating because the bigger ones have peanuts in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Sorry. Uh, Moving away from only one body size, it will remove the the prefixes from the characters' names in order to focus on their personalities rather than their gender. Currently, only the brown M&M has a prefix, Ms. Brown, (laughs) on the M&M website. The company hopes their changes will show the importance of self-expression and power of community. So Ms. Brown's single, is that what you're telling me? Well, so in M&M lore... Yeah. Um... it appears as though Ms. Brown and the green M&M have had... They have a history. They, they do. They're, in, a, in a marketing material that is, I think, like a decade old now, they're shown holding hands. Oh. Um, so, yeah, canonically, Ms. Okay. Brown is at the very least bisexual. She's a bisexual woman with mental health issues. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> And she's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to eat them all anyway. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. They're all going to die. This is, this is like actually like <laughs> reinforcing m- more vor porn in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And you can eat them too. Isn't that hot? I mean, you don't have to have any characters. Yeah. You don't have to do any of this. No. Not at all. It's M&M's. It's delicious candy. It sells itself. They scream when you eat them now. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Mm. All right, well, aside from obviously throwing the more conservative voices in the country into a fury over the desexification of the green M&M, yeah, you should check out the Fox News article about this and just scroll the comments Uh, section because 
It's wonderful. I can't believe we haven't seen a Tucker outbreak uh, yet oh, or will. outburst we yet. We will. Yeah. Um, but it also has upset plenty of people who didn't see the green M&M's look and vibe as a negative trait. Because in a world where M&M's have bodily autonomy, she should have been able to dress and act, act however she wants. Yeah. Uh, in the previously mentioned Rolling Stone article, which once again graced us with a headline that we could have never seen coming, let the green M&M be a nasty little slut. The author insists that this change is a bad move on the part of parent company Mars Wrigley because, quote, the green M&M being a dirty slut, as signified by her iconic white go-go boots, is precisely what has engendered her a devoted fan base, particularly among similarly libidinous women and gay men who have embraced the character. Oh, okay. She continues adding, the green M&M has spent decades building her brand as a horny, sexy bitch, and for what? For her creators to give her Larry David footwear in the name of feminism? For Mars Wrigley to give themselves pats on the back? and big fat fucking raises at the next corporate retreat in Palo Alto? Guess what? The green M&M is a feminist, and she's a dirty slut. We are real, and we exist, and we refuse to tolerate this disgusting attempt at erasure. Yeah, I mean, if the green M&M wants to get her back walls blown out... <laughs> I don't see why not. ...by all the rest of the M&Ms, <laughs> with a body count in the triple digits, that's her prerogative. <laughs> it's a free country. She's going to get eaten all the same. <laughs> They're all going to the same place. My stomach. Yeah. Uh, similarly, in an article about this change from The Guardian titled, M&Ms are slut-shaming the green one. This is not what Gen Z wants. The author, Emma Garland, accurately states that, quote, this is what you get when a bunch of executives who haven't had much to do for the last two years because the office has been shut get together and try to disrupt their industry by pandering to a demographic they haven't interacted with for 20 years. Brands think they can appeal to Gen Z by making a slightly more diverse cast of anthropomorphic characters aimed at selling you chocolate-branded boxer shorts, but anxious teens aren't looking for a role model in an anxiety-ridden orange M&M. <laughs> They're looking to escape brands as much as possible by foraging and cosplaying as anime maids on TikTok. If Mars really wanted to appeal to Gen Z, they should have given each M&M a bisexual girlfriend and 40,000 pounds of student debt. <laughs> That's true. Not wrong. Make but... them all suicidal. Let's uh, <laughs> give them all severe depression. Yeah. Cool brands with depression. is uh, That's all you got to do. Yeah. They're overcomplicating it. This M&M is literally, it's not a peanut inside. It's a Prozac. Yeah. Prozac-filled M&Ms. I mean, they, uh, the brain scans show similar effects. Chocolate is a powerful substance. Well, the green one, though, yeah. gets you rock hard. Yeah. Should be the blue one. Or, or soaking wet. Yeah. The blue one was introduced, I believe, in the 90s. We had a vote. You had to call in. <laughs> it was the last time democracy actually worked. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, but while we're on the topic of brands trying to correct things that probably don't need correcting, Weber Grills had to get ahead of itself recently when a newsletter was sent out to legions of affordable home barbecue grill fanatics, which ended up being poorly timed in retrospect. On Friday of this past week, unfortunate but ultimately predictable news broke regarding the death of a legendary musician and actor named Meatloaf. Meatloaf, he tempted fate. He rallied against COVID vaccine mandates and ended up suffering from a particularly nasty bout of COVID before ultimately succumbing to his illness. Weber Grills had, uh, on the morning that news broke of the singer's death, sent out an email newsletter with their recipe of the week, which featured instructions on how to prepare barbecue meatloaf. Bad I mean, look. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> this is the problem with naming yourself after something delicious. <laughs> God, you're not wrong. Now, obviously, no one would assume that Weber Grills had sent this delicious recipe out maliciously. 
But according to the Associated Press, the Washington Post, and numerous Twitter users, they went ahead and apologized for it anyway. Saying in a follow-up email that featured a black graphic with smoke slowly rising underneath the words, our sincerest apologies. This morning, you received our weekly recipe of the week email, which is sent to you every Friday. In today's email, we highlighted a grilled meatloaf recipe. At the time we shared this recipe with you, we were not aware of the unfortunate passing of American singer and actor, Mr. Marvin Lee Adde, also known as Meatloaf. We want to express our deepest apologies for this oversight and for any offense this email may have caused. <laughs> we send our condolences. Our, we send our condolences to Mr. Adde's family and fans. Thank you for understanding. Signed, the Weber family. Well, I feel better, don't you? These brands and these unforced errors. No, I, was anyone even mad about this? Were they getting <laughs> called out? Would anyone have even noticed this? They must have gotten like one email that was like, guys, don't you think it's a bit uh, unbecoming of this brand to glorify the death Just don't say of anything. a guy who clearly loved barbecue? Like, if you're if you're not getting canceled, like they're these people, they're, they don't know what they're doing. They they they're so afraid of getting canceled that they're preemptively canceling themselves. Yeah. Also, we're preemptively putting a halt on our upcoming Weber Grills NFTs out of respect for Meatloaf and his family. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Anyway, while we're on the topic of garnering the wrong type of attention, it's time to look at a story about a YouTuber who risked it all for fame and fortune only to then become the subject of a federal investigation as a result of their viral video. Mm -hmm. So a few weeks ago, a YouTuber and former Olympian named Trevor Jacob uploaded some pretty incredible and worrisome footage of what appeared to be an emergency taking place on board a small single engine airplane as it flew through the sky. Mm -hmm. This is wild. So just a heads up, we can't show you the footage here because we don't want to get struck for it. Yeah. But Trevor Jacobs' small plane that he was traveling in alone seemed to have stalled out midair. And after what appeared to be repeated attempts to bring the engine back to life, he bailed out of the plane completely and parachuted down to safety as the plane continued gliding down to earth until it smashed into the ground below. Yeah, we'll have a link so you can watch it below. It's a pretty wild video. So yeah. yeah, he jumps out of a plane. Especially watching a, a plane crash in HD GoPro footage. Very yeah. interesting. And yeah, because he still has all the <laughs> cameras attached to the plane. Yeah. And then he, it takes him like eight hours. He's in the middle of nowhere in Nevada. No, no, no. It's California. <laughs> oh, I thought he was in uh, Nevada. Anyway, it takes him a very, it takes him several hours to actually like uh, find like a ranger to take him home. Yeah, so... The Probably thing is, drank is like, a little bit of his piss. Could have. I mean, just it would have added to the believability of the sip. video. Yeah. Almost immediately after the footage was uploaded, people started calling him out on what was clearly, to most, a premeditated stunt. Camera placements, the type of parachute that he was wearing, the location of the stall being close enough to plenty of emergency landing sites, the door to the plane being unlatched before the engine failed, and uh, the fact that he and his crew took a helicopter to the crash site to recover the GoPro footage and clean everything up before any type of inevitable investigation by the FAA could be done. All mm, yeah. pretty a little bit decent sus. pieces of evidence towards this being a little sus. Yeah. So yeah, it really, really looks like this was a very stupid pre-planned stunt that could have gone wrong for any number of reasons, but also uh, risked starting a fire or killing something or someone on the ground in the process. And the crash took place in Central California, where even a small fire could quickly get out of control and cause incalculable damage. Uh, and now, surprise, the FAA is actually investigating this YouTuber because of the video. Here's more from aviation news outlet AV Web. 
The FAA has confirmed it's investigating the circumstances of a video purporting to show the November crash of a 1940 Taylor craft posted by YouTuber Trevor Jacob. Quote, the FAA is investigating this event, the agency said in a statement issued Monday. The agency does not discuss open investigations. The video prompted an explosive and generally harsh reaction from commenters on YouTube and on various forums. In the 17-minute video shot November 24th but posted a month later, Jacob says he's flying to Mammoth to spread the ashes of a friend. He apparently took off from Lompoc Airport, and the crash was reported to have taken place in Los Padres National Forest near Cuyama, California, about 50 miles north of Santa Barbara. There is commentary on the weather and reference to his deceased friend, but no description of the circumstances of the alleged engine failure. Video from three angles show him straining to open the door before diving headfirst behind the strut, never letting go of a selfie stick. The cameras also cover what appears to be a crash sequence. After landing in some scrub brush with a few cuts and scrapes, he makes his way to a crashed aircraft with the camera still rolling. There's more of him hiking out and finally running into other people. The video ends with him climbing a mountain days later to launch a paraglider to finally spread the ashes of his friend. Just when you think you've seen the most extreme lengths taken for YouTube, yeah. someone uploads a video of them intentionally crashing a plane. So that's where we are. Those are the stakes. How are you going to top that? I don't know, but it will certainly be topped somehow. If 9-11 uh, happened today, they, they would have been streaming that shit. Yeah, people would have been doing all kinds of selfies and stuff. It would have been pretty crazy. Yeah. All kinds of Twitch IRL streamers running yeah. around. Oh, no! Oh, my God. Running yeah. directly towards it. Just breathing for in content. All, the, all the asbestos. Yeah. All right, yeah, we do have more news for you in just a second, which includes more bad plane behavior. Ugh. Also, some surprising King of the Hill news and more. Uh, but first, let's take a quick second to thank today's sponsors, starting with Purple. Purple's goal is to make sure you're getting the best night's sleep possible. And these days, there are no shortage of gimmicks out there that promise a great night's sleep. I don't care what kind of toppers there are or how heavy a blanket may be. It is lipstick on a pig. If you're sleeping on a terrible mattress, your sleep will be terrible. It's that simple. That's why we, we recommend sleeping on a purple mattress. That's because only purple mattresses have the Gel Flex Grid. It's a super stretchy, ultra squishy material that adapts and flexes around pressure points and doesn't retain heat. The Gel Flex Grid is amazingly supportive for your back and legs while cushioning your shoulders, neck, and hips, no matter how you sleep. Unlike memory foam, which remembers everything, thanks to the Gel Flex Grid, purple mattresses bounce back as you move and shift. You will never have that I'm stuck feeling people get with memory foam. Uh, finally, I've had the pillow for a while, finally got the mattress. It is the most comfortable mattress I've ever owned. There you go. 100%. Mm -hmm. Try your purple mattress risk-free with free shipping and returns. Financing is available too. Getting a great night's sleep starts with having a great mattress. Get a purple mattress. Go to purple.com slash newsdump and use code newsdump. For a limited time, you can get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That is purple.com slash newsdump, code newsdump, for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Purple.com slash newsdump, promo code newsdump. Terms apply. Terms apply. This episode is also sponsored by stamps.com. We're all hoping to have more free time for anything this year, hopefully. Hey, and if you're a small business owner, you're busy enough as it is. You don't have time to deal with the hassle of going down to the post office. With Stamps.com, you can skip the trip and never waste another dollar or minute. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right from your computer, so you can spend less time at the post office and more time running your business. Stamps.com saves you time, money, and stress. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services that you need right from your computer. And you get discounts that you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS rates and 76% off UPS. 
Whether you're in office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. You're up and running in minutes, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. Save time and money this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code NEWSDUMP for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code NEWSDUMP. All right, back into the news now with another airline anti-mask adult freakout roundup. It's still happening. Mm -hmm. It's still ruining just everyone else's day. I forgot to even tell you. I had my first uh, my first one when I went back uh, f to Florida for that emergency. Uh, yeah? Yeah. It, uh, a person was asleep, and it was off, and they were like, put that back on. And he got real fucking angry. He was like, oh, I was asleep. And they're like, okay, put it on. And got real, real angry. Uh, a police officer had to come on the plane. Everyone was really upset because people have connections to make. And then uh, he got off finally. And uh, he, it was funny because he's like, nope, we're doing the, do the whole show. Bring him on here. Do the whole show. And then uh, he was out front when I got off the plane. And they were uh, yeah, running down like his uh, getting his information and telling him about a fine that he was getting. I was just trying to, I was like, uh, I would to get be away. so fucking angry. Yeah, but that... I got my first one after the whole pandemic. Oh my god. Yeah, I. There you go. You're not a fucking martyr, you piece of shit. Just yeah. put the mask on. <laughs> We're trying to get where we want to go. None of us want to be on this fucking plane yeah. a single second longer than we have to. Yeah, it took a while for the whole uh, the whole thing to plan out. God damn. Play out. Sorry. Uh, but anyways, for a week with a traditionally low rate of travel. We're actually pretty surprised to see not one, but two stories about incidents that were so bad that they made the news. And one of the stories, it's just your standard fare. Uh, a flight to London had to turn around 90 minutes into the trip when a woman <sighs> in her 40s refused to wear her mask. That was my Sorry, everyone woman. else. You're not going to London. That's obviously aggravating. Fucking for... Christ. I would, like, I'm, I'm, I'm finding this woman in the parking lot afterwards. <laughs> it's obviously aggravating for anyone else on that plane because... Traveling sucks, but having to turn around and start over completely would certainly be infuriating. These people need to be banned from ever flying again. But uh, those folks got off easy compared to the people who had to deal with an anti-mask guy on a recent Delta Airlines flight from Dublin, Ireland to JFK in New York, who took his tirade up and down the cabin and uh, even got into it with one of the pilots, apparently. Yep, that's, uh, uh, sorry. Then he pulled his entire, sorry, he ent pulled his entire ass out. And mooned everyone in the cab. Yep. Uh, here's the Daily Beast who acquired the criminal complaint with more. Shane McInner, McInner, some mix, alleged <laughs> public meltdown took place on January 7th while Delta flight number 45 was making its way across the Atlantic from Dublin to JFK Airport, states the complaint, which was unsealed on Friday. In addition to endangering himself and others by going maskless, Mick threw an empty <laughs> beverage can, which hit the head of individual one, who was a passenger on the above reference flight, and kicked the back of the passenger seat in front of him, disturbing individual two, another passenger, the filing continues. Mick then allegedly walked from his economy class seat to the first class section of the plane, where he complained about his food to individual three, one of the flight attendants, and in the process of being escorted back to his seat, pulled down his pants and underwear and exposed his buttocks to individual three, and passengers sitting nearby. This guy, did he take a sleeping pill, maybe? That could be, it could be one of those. Uh, I would assume, like, that would be the only this is rational behavior. Yeah. <laughs> excuse. Um, I do love that they were like, they were sure to point out his his economy class seat. Yeah, he, he got it from economy and wrongfully <laughs> stepped up into first class. Yeah. And bothered the, the fine people of the first class cabin. 
Uh, it continues, later during the eight-hour journey, the pilot, identified in the complaint as Individual 4, came out of the cockpit to speak with uh, McKinner Mc McKinnerney about his behavior. During the conversation, the defendant twice took off his cap, placed the cap on Individual 4's <laughs> head, and, 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 That's such a power move. <laughs> Someone's yelling at you. you <laughs> Calm down, buddy. Oh, I'm the idiot? Well, it looks like you're the idiot. <laughs> Who looks stupid now? You're me now. Uh, he took the hat off and put it... You know, he'd switched the hat back and forth with the captain. Or not the captain, one of the pilots. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the defendant also put one of his fists up close to individual force face and said, don't touch me. Uh, I'm assuming it looked like this. Yeah. Looked like uh, a mascot for a uh, Midwestern college football team. That, uh, maybe a college... Named after a French church, but somehow not French-themed. <laughs> yeah. But rather Irish-themed. With a mascot that's going to get canceled any moment now. Yeah. Somehow the fighting Irish have gotten away completely unscathed. Yeah. It's time for the Irish community to stand up to this injustice. Uh, <laughs> there's a very, a very funny uh, Conor O'Malley video from a few months back called uh, Bringing Back the Irish Mob. Yeah. And he's just going around New York and like... We're bringing it back. We're bringing back the Irish Mob. Yeah, tell us people like, what are you talking about? It's like, we're doing it. Uh, the FBI was alerted to multiple disturbances on McKinnerney's flight while the plane was still in the air. When the flight landed at JFK, he was arrested by airport police. McKinnerney was arraigned in Brooklyn Federal Court, where he was formally charged with interference with flight crew members and released on $20,000 bond. The offense carries a maximum penalty of up to 20 years in prison. Ooh. So we... Still don't understand why the hell these people are willingly throwing themselves into jail, throwing themselves onto no-fly lists, yeah. or into bankruptcy due to heavy fines, all because they won't wear masks. But it, it's getting pretty old. It's been two years. The people have gone feral, mm -hmm. and they need to be put down. <laughs> In a video game. Yeah. In a video game. He should be shot In with a, a rubber game. bullet. In a video game. In a video game about the situation, the exact situation we just described, mm -hmm. but not real. PlayStation 5. Yes. Anyway, while we're loosely talking about Ireland... And this show is loosely based on entertainment news. Uh, here's a messed up story that literally mimics the now classic American film Weekend at Bernie's that played out in real life recently. So two men in Ireland just uh, propped up a dead guy's body, pretended he was alive, walked him into a post office in an attempt to collect his pension. Here he is. Give him the money. He can't talk. Uh, here's a story from Ireland's independent newspaper. And sorry if we pronounce anything wrong. We've already we've uh, already made the mistake throughout the video. So the Irish fine. language is beautiful, but absolutely baffling. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's like they're trying to keep a secret with how any of that shit is supposed to be pronounced. Yeah. So a dead man was brought to a post office this morning in an attempt to collect his pension in one of the most bizarre incidents that the Garda have ever seen. The shocking incident. Garda. <laughs> The, the talking incident in which the deceased male was propped up by two other men happened at the post office on Staplestown Road Stapleston. in Carlotown. Staff at the post office immediately became suspicious and contacted emergency services and Garda rushed to the scene. No money was handed over and it is understood that the deceased man is well known to the two men who moved his body. I mean, if he's not going to use the, the check, we might as well get it. Yeah. A local woman living beside the post office told how her daughter witnessed two men carrying a man into the shop. Quote, she was leaving my house at the time and said the man looked unwell as his feet were dragging the ground. <laughs> she said. It's fucked up, but like, they literally made a movie about this 30 years ago. See, what they should have done is put him in a wheelchair. But yeah, that would have been way I guess easier. they wanted to get that check before he started like 
stinking up the place. We he's dead. It's very sad. Our friend has died. But if I recall, he did have a pension check coming uh, today. Wouldn't want that to go to waste. And yeah, we're going to cash it and give it to his family. Uh, most of it. Some of it. A little bit of it. We'll take a little bit as a finder's fee. Yeah, I mean, obviously. we did all the hard work of lugging him up here. Yeah. So obviously we take a little and bit. And for our silence, for helping the family break the law. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to get on a flight to JFK. Yeah. And do a little butt walking. Maybe have a couple of drinks at the airport. A couple of Jamesons. A couple of Benzos uh, for my flight anxiety. And, and uh, uh, get us to wash it all down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See how things go. But uh, let's move away from plane crashes and walking bodies around like a puppet with the intent to steal from them and talk about some really exciting actual good news from the actual entertainment side of things. I hope it's good news. It's looking like King of the Hill might be coming back to TV sometime in the near future. Literally my favorite show of all time. A perfect animated series. And this one has actually been gone long enough and still remains so timeless that I'm kind of like... I'm actually pretty curious what uh, what they're going to do with this. There's a lot of new material for Hank to... Would it be a frozen in time kind of thing? Or would it be just after the events that played out? Or would it be a jump 20 years into the future with Bobby as an adult? Grown-up Bobby. Holy shit. Because, and I hope that they would at least address it, but Luann... Yeah, Brittany Murphy is dead. And uh, Tom Petty, and Tom Petty. Who Petty played her boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, they both died, which sucks. Also... They didn't. They, they haven't been canceled for this yet. But the voice of Khan is uh, oh, a white okay. man. He's yeah. a, a great actor. He's the guy who played Artie on Pete and Pete. Mm -hmm. And I'd say he did a pretty good job with Khan. But I doubt that shit would fly today. So I'm curious what they're gonna do with that. Yeah, you would, you would think that that would probably get recast. <laughs> you would think. Or they'd be like, actually, Khan died. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um. Anyways, here's Collider with the story. It looks like fans of the long-running animated series King of the Hill have reason to celebrate as it's just been announced that the series will be revived 12 years after its final episode aired, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Original series creators Greg Daniels and Mike Judge will return to oversee the series through their new animation company, Bandera Entertainment. The article continues, There are more than a dozen projects in the works under the newly formed animation company, but perhaps the most notable is the King of the Hill revival. The series originally aired from 1997 until 2010 and followed the banal yet entertaining exploits of the humble citizens of Arlen, Texas. Upon its premiere in 1997, the show was an almost immediate success and offered a unique insight into the middle America mindset led by the moral compass of propane and propane accessory salesman Hank Hill. No details were given about plot or production details for the revival. But it's happening and it makes me happy. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. It's uh it's the best Texas anime there is. True. It is a good anime. Mm-hmm. In other weird TV news that has us pretty intrigued, it looks like Daniel Radcliffe will be playing Weird Al Yankovic in a movie about his life titled Weird, The Weird Al Yankovic Story. And that's going to be available for free on the Roku streaming channel when it's released. And here's more info from The Wrap. The film will focus on the prolific career of the Grammy-winning musician and pop culture icon. Per the film's official description, the biopic holds nothing back, exploring every facet of Yankovic's life, from his meteoric rise to fame with early hits like Eat It and Like a Surgeon, to his torrid celebrity love affairs and famously depraved lifestyle. Weird, the Al Yankovic story takes audiences on a truly unbelievable journey through Yankovic's life and career, from gifted child prodigy to the greatest musical legend of all time. This is cool. Uh, I recently read uh, Norm MacDonald's memoir, mm -hmm. which is like a similar thing where it's like all just fucking lies. Like yep. it's intentionally just like made up a fake story about himself. 
So, uh, and it was, it was very entertaining. I, I, I wish more people would just do that. Just don't, I don't want to hear about your real life. Just make some shit up. It's even funnier that like Weird Al is very much still alive. Yeah. And also uh, is one of those celebrities that seems ageless. Like you, if you He's look like at- He's like 60 something years old now. If you do look at photos of him from the 80s and 90s and now it's obvious that he's aged. Yeah. But like it's one of those good, faces that just stick in your head as timeless. Yeah. So uh, in a statement, Mr. Al, Mr. Weird himself said mm-hmm. about the film, when my last movie, UHF, came out in 1989, I made a solemn vow to my fans that I would release a major motion picture every 33 years, like clockwork. I'm very happy to say that we're on schedule. And I am absolutely thrilled that Daniel Radcliffe will p- be portraying me in the film. I have no doubt whatsoever that this is the role future generations will remember him for. <laughs> uh, Love it. And finally today, uh, we ha- we have to once again apologize to that guy who claimed that his right to own an assault rifle was due to the frequency of feral hog attacks on families across this great nation because the feral hogs are out of control once again, this time in greater numbers. The feral hog population in California is apparently exploding. What? what? We have those? And it's because of our strict gun laws, I guarantee it, Elliot. And there's now a new bill that's being introduced that seeks to control the population of these angry pigs, which, have, which people have now referred to as a ticking swine bomb. Here's the San Francisco gig. Oh, my God. The population of feral pigs in California has rapidly increased in recent decades. The Atlantic reported in 2020 that there are as many as 9 million feral swine in the oh in the U.S., yeah. with their population expanding from 17 to 39 states in under 30 years. The surge in the wild pig population is causing wide-ranging problems from ransacked lawns in San Jose, where one city council member proposed allowing the use of bows and arrows to hunt them. I think that'd be cool. Two herds of pigs running rampant through Corona streets. If approved, Senate Bill 856, introduced by Napa area state senator Bill Dodd, would allow an owner or tenant in possession of a $15 wild pig wild pig validation to kill any feral pig, destroying property, or injuring, molesting, pursuing, worrying, or killing livestock. I've Great. got my wild pig validation. Uh-huh. No, you see, officer, I've got my license to kill. Yeah, I got my wild pig validation. I also got my hexagonal Twitter icon. Yeah, and I got this stamp card that says uh, my next haircut's free. Down at Fantastic (laughs) Stamps. I got all the proper documentation here. Uh, The article continues, California's hybrid species bred from mixing domestic breeds and the European boar has created a super pig, according to The Atlantic. The once domestic animals are fertile year-round, have larger litters, and grow tusks and a thick fur to survive the winter months. While there may be hundreds of thousands of pigs running wild in California, they are not often seen. The highly intelligent animals are excellent at hiding and, if shot at, quickly learn to avoid human predators. These are super pigs, Elliot. These aren't your standard, regular old feral hogs from Texas. I've literally never heard of a pig sighting in California. You need to leave the city more, you city slicker. But, like... I mean, even L.A. County, it's like every couple of months, like some they have to trank some cougar or a black bear who uh, gets lost in someone's neighborhood and scares the shit out of everyone. Well, it speaks uh, to their ingenuity and their ability to hide. Yeah. They're very smart animals. We need to take the cougars and the black bears and use them against the pigs, because at least the cougars and the bears are native to California. Yeah. That's the thing is the reason you don't see any feral hogs here are because of the cougars and bears. Good. The coyotes. Let's keep it that way. I think a feral hog could take down a coyote. Yeah. Probably. Anyways, this news, it mainly focuses on the environmental and financial aspects of this feral hog population boom. Not so much on the idea that these hogs are hunting down your children to destroy them. 
though there is no telling how long it will be before 30 to 50 feral hogs are at our California doorsteps as we stand there, helpless to defend ourselves. Just a, just a thousand hogs blocking the entire Golden Gate Bridge? Yeah, that's how it starts. Yeah. And wouldn't we look stupid if we didn't have every California citizen armed with an assault rifle yeah. to help call that herd? I, uh, I guess I probably should finally go and uh, cash in my man card. Yep. Get myself AR-15 and every photo I take for the rest of my life like this. And a thousand, thousands of dollars worth of ammunition draped yeah. over you. Yeah, every kind. Yeah. Hollow point, full metal jacket, all the rest. And the next picture? Tracer rounds. The next picture, you holding up a fish that you caught. Yeah. Maybe some blanks. So just mix them all up because that's how we do things here. We mix up our ammunition. We it's just, fun. We just pop them all in. It's, it's fun. You don't know what you're going to get. And, and probably, oddly, one of the most viral things that happened this week uh, that a lot of people sent me, including very close friends, just saying, hey, look, you going to go to this? The When We Were Young Festival lineup. It's the best which, fucking title because it's like, it... It makes you immediately feel extremely old <laughs> looking at the, the lineup for it. Yeah, and it's like, the lineup Damn, I'm is, old as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it is a very uh, obvious throwback like design, yeah, and it's... just just a shotgun blast of artists. And the odd thing, and so many people have pointed this out that it it doesn't even bear repeating, but this looks like it's going to be the emo version of Fire Festival. This is dozens and dozens of bands, and it is a one day festival. Oh, it's one day? It's a one-day festival. Oh, 12 this, hours. This is going to be a disaster. 12 hours. And someone did the math, and it's like, obviously, bands like My Chemical Romance and uh, uh, fucking Paramore yeah. are going to play for longer. But they're like, if every band played evenly, it would only be 11 or 12 minutes per band. And they said they're going to be able to do it by, uh, you know how they have a rotating stage down yeah. at the... Uh, oh, so the sets are just going to be back-to-back? Yeah, and like rotating, but and apparently multiple stages. But still, it is going to be chaotic as fuck. Anybody who's been to a warp Tour... Yeah. At any time in their life, they know this is going to be chaotic. Now, they did add a second day, but the second day is the full lineup again. Apparently, tickets sold so well, they're like, we added a second day. But it's not the lineup split over two days. It's a second day of all of those bands. Okay. So, no, th- just looking at the flyer gives me anxiety, makes me feel old, and it's happening in Vegas. Makes me feel like, like one of those M&Ms. I just, uh, yeah. just have so much anxiety. Um, <laughs> have you seen how much of a mess my shoelaces are? <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I have no interest in this. Uh, there are some good bands playing. I think Knocked Loose is on there, uh, others, but, uh, yeah. I just picture the crowd and I get sad. And I apparently, <laughs> like, just people are just like, man, life was so much better in 2002. <laughs> Everything's been downhill since 2002. The glory days. I was so hot on MySpace, everyone wanted me in their top eight. There was like... This... I can't even grow man bangs anymore. I'm bald. <laughs> there was uh, a couple of bands even like spoke up and they were like, yeah, we didn't even know that this was the fat... Like, they just signed up for a music yeah. festival in Vegas and then like this came out and they're like, oh, this is the thing that we're playing. Oh, All in, in one Vegas? day. What month is it? April. All right. It'll be fine. Um, very excited to see how this all plays out. Yeah. Morbidly curious. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for this week's episode of News Dump. We'll be back soon with uh, another new episode of Weekly Weird News that hopefully hits the timeline. But in the meantime, make sure you watch our most recent episodes. Uh, tech news this week is a doozy. And it it, it starts out with uh, China trying to destroy thousands of hamsters. 2,000 hamsters in a blender. And it only gets crazier from there. <laughs> then we have a, a video where we talk about the whole Activision Blizzard acquisition by Microsoft. A lot happened this week. And if you can find it again, 
watch that weekly weird news that didn't show up anywhere. Thank you for doing that, by the way. It's it's back up to the numbers are looking okay now. Thank you for uh, sticking with us. Anyways, check both of those out right now up here on the screen. Uh, subscribe to the channel, and uh, we'll see you soon. Bye bye. Uh,